When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Maryland sports fans. There's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BedfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. While Darren Beachley has spent most of his musical career playing in bluegrass bands, his personal approach is more of an Americana-bluegrass hybrid mix. The Maryland native has been at it for over 30 years. Along the way, playing with bluegrass greats, like Bill Harrell and Doyle Lawson in Quicksilver. Bill says his latest project explores the road I didn't take. He joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his musical career and his latest album, The Road Not Taken. Hi, Darren. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Glad to get a chance to catch up with you. I'm sorry we uh, were not able to make a connection at uh, at IBMA a couple weeks ago in Raleigh. I understand you were out traveling, and uh, it's it's hard to plan a week to to land there and uh, and do everything else too. So I understand. But it sure is. It's it good sure to talk is. to you. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I pre- again, I appreciate you having me, and it's always a a pleasure to get to talk with you and, and about the time at Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh, it's very difficult to find a whole week anymore to, to fit in it and is. be at Raleigh for a whole week. It, it's, um, you know, it's as funny as you got a little older and I've gotten a little older. It, 
that finding a whole week to do something sure does seem <laughs> rather hard anymore. It so. does. Yeah, well, we all live in a different world, uh, you know, post-pandemic, and so uh, it's kind of kind of getting old uh, referring to that, but but it's the truth, and and we are everybody's trying to find a new normal, so we'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I haven't found it yet. Yeah, so well, we're still, we're still in search of it. Okay, well, when you find it, you let me know, and we'll. I sure will. We'll bottle it. How about that? So you've been doing um, music for a long time, right? You you've been at it for a little over uh, thirty years. Oh, even more than that, probably. I you know, like I I started as a kid, a mere child. Um, I was playing. Uh, let's see, I'll be I'm fifty five, so I started probably 40 years or more i started playing in bars with my dad at 11 wow. years old wow. I, know probably, <laughs> I saw a lot of things that most 11 year olds shouldn't see probably I, I understand. And, 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 you know <laughs> but uh but it was good for the the music teaching i'll put it that way so uh, and you grew up in uh maryland right uh, eastern shore or not or, that far out no actually i'm in central maryland actually i'm right uh funny part about it i i moved away a little bit uh you know still stayed in maryland but moved around and actually i live <laughs> within probably now two miles of where i grew up at wow. so it's uh it's funny how they say you can never go home again don't believe that because you can yeah, so I, yeah. I, I i i am actually living in what used to be one of the cornfields that we used to plow as kids wow so. <laughs> wow man yeah. time flies doesn't it <laughs> Yeah, it seems like 45 years went by pretty quick, you know, so, uh, it's, so uh, especially if you have children and stuff. So. Yeah. What, was your dad into bluegrass? Was that the kind of music he played? He was. Okay. Oh, yeah. I I, uh, I picked up the mandolin when I was like four years old. And, you know, just because, honestly, um, I don't know if I was that much interested in the music or I was just interested in the attention that it brought. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I was like, man, I really like this. And then uh, when I was about nine or ten. Um, my dad, the band he was with, they, their bass player actually was Larry Robbins who had went, moved on to play with the Johnson mountain boys. Mm, yeah. And in the interim, um, cause Eddie Stubbs and Larry Robbins both played with my dad's band. And in the interim, it's like, okay, we need a bass player. My dad said, well, I'll take Darren and we'll teach him the material and he'll have it down in two weeks. And <laughs> <laughs> so cool. there was some wood shedding in a bedroom and lots of, uh, yeah. lots of teaching really quick. Yeah. And, uh, so at 10 years old, I started playing on stage with them, uh, 10, 11 years old. And then, uh, at 14 moved to the Dobro wow. and, uh, yeah. And it, it just, you know, it just grew from there. Um, uh, the love of the music and really getting involved in it and, growing through it and yeah so my, my mom and my dad both were uh my mom didn't play she was a great singer mm -hmm. and i had a very rich uh v, you know most female voices usually are, are pitched rather high hers wasn't real high mm -hmm. but she had like a patsy Klein-ish oh yeah thing okay. to her voice mm -hmm. and my dad i mean kind of odd for not a lot of women sang baritone parts and things like that in trios and right. she did that mm. and um uh, my dad was a tenor singer, so I got it from both sides of the aisle, uh, music-wise. Yeah. And my dad, uh, you know, I was a, I think third, fourth, maybe, maybe even fifth generation musician as far as that goes. Okay. Uh, wow. My grandmother cool. Beachley played on radio shows around Maryland, and so yeah, I, I kind of, I guess I was born into it. You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. like people say, "How did you discover bluegrass?" Well, I didn't really discover it. I kind of just grew up with it, so. It kind of discovered me, I guess. So at some point then, uh, after you, I'm assuming, finished school, you ended up with uh, Bill Harrell then. Is that right? I did. Um, 
I started working in 1988. I had worked, there was a band here uh, on the Pennsylvania line, South Central Bluegrass, uh, that I went to work with in 1988. That was my first real pro okay. music experience. You know, and you could call it, you know, I mean, they were out traveling, doing festivals and recording. And, um, you know, Bill Emerson took a great interest in us and uh, for Webco Records, and we started recording for Webco. And, and you know, uh, I always say this about Bill Emerson. He, uh, Bill Emerson got me in front of people that I never would have gotten the opportunity mm. to play with if it hadn't yeah. been for Bill. You know, Tony Rice and, and right. just you know, tons of people. And um, I'm forever indebted uh, to him for that. But the band, yeah, in, in 91, Bill Harrell uh, needed a dobro player in 1991. And, and I went to work for him. And, um, yeah, it was cool. You know, I, all those records I listened to growing up with Mike Aldridge playing yeah. dobro on them. That's cool. I got to play all those parts. Wow. It was really cool. Yeah, that's and, really and, cool. And I had been one of those guys that had followed Mike around and pestered him as a kid, you know, learning, trying to learn Dobro stuff from him. Mm-hmm. And he was always very gracious and always very helpful. And uh, I think one of the uh, greatest compliments I ever had from Mike, I was at the Gettysburg Bluegrass Festival. And he walked up to me and said, man, I just heard something on the radio and it sounded like me. Was it you? And I <laughs> wow. thought, wow, what a compliment. Yeah, and, man, and that's awesome. Like, yeah, it was, but <laughs> so anybody, it was kind of cool that he had, you know, thought enough of my play and to think that it sounded like him, right. but he asked if it was me, right. so it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. wow. But yeah, I worked with Bill for um, a little over a year. Okay. And, um, well, Carl, Carl Nelson was in the band at the time, and, and uh, man, it was really cool to work with Bill, who was such a, uh, he was a great entertainer. And I remember watching him one night, you know, he was talking about stuff and he's like, Hey, we're going to encore tonight. And we hadn't even gone on stage. Hmm. And I thought, how in the world does he know that? Hmm. And he just knew how to work a crowd. Mm -hmm. He was great. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like this thing when he would go on stage, it's almost like he had him in the palm of his hand from the second song on. Mm. It was crazy to watch it happen. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah, So, so glad I got to experience that. Wow. Yeah. And then you found your way to to Doyle. How did that happen? Doyle Austin and Quicksilver? Well, uh, it's a long road to get there, but I'll I'll take you, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of it. Sure. Yeah. In 1993, Doyle, uh, John Bowman uh, was leaving Doyle to go to work with Allison Krauss. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, I, I had wanted that job. I, in the interim, I had figured out, okay, I know how to sing these high parts now. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. When I was working with Bill Harrell, I didn't know I knew how to sing like that. And one day it just happened, and I thought, man, this is cool. I know how to do this. And and I, I worked so hard to learn all Dole's material. And so they were playing at North Carroll High School over in Hampstead, Maryland, right when John had given notice. And I drove over there with my guitar. Mm. And uh, – I walked, I walked into the door and of course I'd known Doyle through the years mm-hmm. and I walked through and I said, I said, Hey Doyle, I know John's leaving. I'd really like to have a shot to audition for the job. And I'll never forget the, just the way it went down. He's like, son, Sean Lane's moving over from the fiddle. He's taking the guitar job, jobs filled. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh man, I feel like I've been backed over by a truck. Right? You know I mean? It's yeah. like, I, you know, so years played on, I kept on playing around the area uh, you know, just filling in, doing things, working different, you know, uh, music, different things with music and, uh, you know, filling in with this one or that one and, you know, getting to go out and work a couple of dates with Tony Rice unit or, or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Goodrow and those guys and, and, and really, you know, brushed my chops up a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, in 2004, 
I got to meet Jamie Daly mm-hmm. uh, while he's with Duel, mm-hmm. and we we struck up a friendship and started singing together. And then Jamie was going overseas to Switzerland for this USO Young Ambassadors program, and Doyle asked if I would want to fill in for Jamie. Mm-hmm. So I did. Mm. And he liked what I did. So when Barry Scott gave notice, I got a phone call, mm. and I went to work for Dole for four years. And wow. it was uh, it was amazing. Um, uh, the first six weeks are, I won't lie to you, a lot of people say it's like boot camp. I won't argue that at all. It's uh, <laughs> you, you, you really learn what it's like to be a professional yeah um yeah. as far as everything yeah from the way you dress on and off stage the way yeah. you handle yourself Dole's wow. a true pro man and, yeah. and look he he treated me as good as a father mm. and uh you know if he called me today and needed something i'd be in the car on the way to bristol right now yeah. so yeah that's just the way i feel about it you you guys you guys make it look easy on stage, but people don't really realize that uh, it's it takes a lot of work. Bluegrass music is hard to play and to begin with, and then to yeah. to pull off what what bands like you guys do on stage is um, you don't just you don't just walk from the basement to the stage and and no. make it look that way. <laughs> so well, I don't think anybody really understands that doesn't do this or hasn't done it at the highest level, right? what goes into getting to the highest level. Right. Yeah. They don't know the 10 hour a day rehearsals. Yeah. They don't know getting up in the morning and, uh, you know, still being in your pajamas and your underwear till three o'clock in the afternoon, because you've went downstairs and picked up your ax <laughs> and you can't get away from it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. You know, they don't understand that Doyle told me a story one time about Tony Rice, because when Tony, Apparently, they were all living there in Lexington at one time. He said it would take Tony three hours to eat breakfast because he'd eat a bite and play for 25 minutes. Oh, man. Wow. They'd eat another bite. They'd play for another 20 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, and you when you hear stories about those guys being like that, you realize, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. And uh, and that's how they got where they were. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. you know, the rehearsals with Dole, we rehearsed everything. Mm. The, the, the Everything was rehearsed. The show was rehearsed. Mm. Every. And that's what you did. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but that's what you are. Think about it. I mean, it's not just a sometime thing. You know, there there's a reason that we're we sound the way we do, and of there was course. a reason yeah. for everything we did. Yeah. You know, and that was what was cool about Dole. Not only could he tell you why, how to do it, but he could also tell you why we were doing mm. it. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's uh, when you start thinking about sometimes he would say things sometimes, and it'd be like, I don't quite get that. And about a year later, you'd say, oh, yeah, now I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, wow. That's cool. But, yeah, yeah, it was very cool. And I always say, if you can stay there four years, you get a degree. Wow. There's no doubt about it. That's amazing. No that's, doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. So then yeah. you um, started your own gig, right? Your own, your own, I did. Your own band. And, uh, I, uh, my children were uh, growing up, and uh, they were. I was missing a lot of stuff at home, and so my wife and I talked about there was a lot of change going on with Doyle's band at the time. And uh, I said, well, you know, this might be a good spot to get off. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I, I, you never know. Sure. And, and you never know where the spot is to get off. I was very fortunate when I went there. I went there and Terry Balkum was there. Jamie Daly was there. And Mike Hartgrove was there. So when you walk into that situation, right. you're with three old pros. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like, okay, this is great. I've learned so much. But then when the newer guys come in, not saying they didn't know as much, it's just different. Sure, and it's yeah. uh, chemistry. Not changes. saying that the band wasn't as good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 
it, I just thought, well, this is a good getting off point. So, uh, and uh, I had been in the daytimes when we weren't rehearsing with Doyle, I'd been getting together with Mike Aldridge and Tom Gray mm -hmm. and Mark Delaney and uh, Norman Wright mm. and just to do something different musically. And, and I always wanted to be in a band with Mike, you know, cause he was one of my heroes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so when time came to leave Doyle, I just called those guys and said, Hey, well, you want to do a band? And Mike was very hesitant at first because he had just been through all the stuff with Chesapeake and mm -hmm. that had broken up. And then the uh, Aldridge Bennett Goodrow thing, he said, man, I don't know, you know, if this would be a good thing for me. I said, look, I don't care if it's three days, three months or three years. I just want you to be in a band with me for a while, mm -hmm. whatever you can get mm -hmm. out anytime you want out. And uh, he was like, well, how in the hell do I say no to that? And I'm like, you can't. Yeah. That's, why I, that's why I did it that way. Right, right, yeah. Wow. And, and we recorded our first record with Patuxent, and we went to, uh, like, number 10 on Billboard, and we were number one on the Roots music uh, charts uh, for a while, uh, over top of Dirks Bentley when he had his bluegrass record out, yeah. actually. And so it was very successful. It was a very good record. And the band worked a lot, and, uh, and then Mike's health took a turn for – you know, the worst. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, it just was never the same for me after Mike left, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, Ethan Hughes came in and did a great job playing the Dobro, but it was just never the same. And then, uh, you know, the economy started going, you know, it, 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 it took a little twist to the thing. And then that's when I started saying, you know what, I really need to get a day job mm -hmm. and then started playing less full time and started working and playing here and there and, and this, that, and the other, but it, it's, uh, a couple years ago, I thought, you know, I'm at a point now, I think I can get back at it. This, so I, I got the Dobro out again, which I hadn't played in a while, which has always been my first love in the first place. Yeah. Started woodshedding and got to a point to where I was like, man, I can actually play this thing again. So I, I called Linda Lay uh, in Springfield Exit and jumped in the band with her. And then I started uh, my son. My youngest son is actually a um, producer. He produces R&B and Things like that. So we built a studio here at the house oh, that's uh, cool. during the pandemic. Yeah, why not? Because <laughs> he was, uh, why not? I got nothing else to do. Right. Nobody's working. Nobody's doing anything. I'm just working at the hospital doing my thing. And so we built this studio. And I'm like, I told him, I said, now I've got the studio. What are we going to do with it? So I started deciding to make a record. And I had all these songs and nobody was working. So I started putting this thing together. I started calling all these people Scott Vestal, Kurt Vestal, uh, T. Michael Coleman, uh, Clay Hess. I mean, I called everybody all friends of mine that I've known for years sure. and say, Hey man, I'm going to send these tunes to you. And nobody was doing anything. So man, I, I put this crazy record together. Mm. I, it's, it's nuts because nobody was working and everybody was like, yeah, send it to me. And they, it, it was just, I, I actually was going to call the thing, the COVID sessions, but I didn't because <laughs> it's kind of, I didn't want to label it so much. And T Michael Coleman said jokingly, yeah, you should call it songs from behind the mask. Oh, you know? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I didn't, but uh, it, it really truly is fitting. It could have been called that. Yeah. And uh, we did, we did all of my stuff here and some of the mixing here, but uh, it just grew into something even bigger. You know, I was able to procure Sam Bush and uh, flew to Nashville and had Sam record on it, which was a lifelong dream because I've always thought a lot of Sam and his music and what he's meant to the music. Sure. And uh, he was great. And, uh, you know, just some of the songs that we picked out, you know, I, I kind of just let it be whatever it wanted to be. Um, you know, it's, it's 
some bluegrass, it's some Americana, it's some Irish. It's, there's a little bit of everything on mm-hmm. this thing. So, and this is the one was, uh, titled "The Road Not Taken." Is that the correct? Yep, yep. the road not taken. Okay. Sure is. Yeah. yeah. And how long has this been out? Are you just now releasing this? I, I, it just came out uh, last week. Okay, so, so it's real fresh. Wow. It's real new. Yeah, yeah wow. it's on Turn, Turnberry Records. Yeah, and, uh, and you know the funny part about it, I wasn't searching for a label, and I was on the internet one day, and my friend Re- Rebecca Spear, who lives in Nashville, had mm-hmm. just came on board working for Turnberry, and I jokingly said to her, "Hey, y'all looking for any artists?" You know, just kind of joking around, you know, and I even put an LOL after that. She goes, well, you know, that's funny. We might be. Hmm. And uh, next thing I know, I've got a record deal. Yeah. Wow. And my wife's like, my wife's like, you've been like back doing this like two weeks. And what happened? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of happened, you know. It's, and, yeah. But, wow. it's, but it's still, it's, what's good about it is I'm still really in control of it. A lot of times when you get record deals and, uh, you know, PR people and booking agents, you're not in control of the whole situation. Right, right, right. Yeah. And. Yeah. I'm still in control of yeah, how much I want to that. work, yeah. what I want. Yeah, they are good about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, you know, I, I've kind of made it to where I'm still in control of the situation. I work what I want to work, when I want to work, who I want to work with, and, right. and things like that, which I think makes it more fun. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like a job. You know, it still feels like it's fun. And I think you told me off air you got about forty or fifty dates lined up for the yeah. For the well, spring, I'm, uh, yeah, I'll, I have the ability to do forty or fifty dates. We're currently working on that. We probably got twenty five or so lined okay. up for next year, but we're 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 still plugging away. And and I want to work different things too, Greg. You know, it's uh, I've worked every bluegrass festival that there ever has been. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of it with Doyle. I played every every bluegrass festival. You know, I I had the best time this past year uh, working with Linda Lay. We played a lot of the uh, <clears throat> folk fest. We were in Montana. We played the National Folk Fest. We played okay. the Montana Folk Festival. Yeah. And you know, there's nothing like playing to 300,000 people that right. don't that have never heard you before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, you're you're broadening your audience and taking the music to people who may have never heard what we do. Yeah. And that really, for me, is uh, where I'm at with my music these days. That's you know, cool. I just I want to create. But I also want to create and give it to a new audience as much as I can. Yeah, not yeah. forgetting the old audience now, mind you. Sure, but sure, also yeah. wanting to, to uh, you know, create and give something new to the music because the music is changing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think it is, all you got to do is is watch Billy Strings or mm-hmm. or any of those guys. The music's really changing. Yeah. And if you don't change with it, right. Dole told me this a long time ago. In order for the, our music to survive, it has to change or it will die on the vine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure Mr. Monroe. When Mr. Monroe did Bluegrass, I'm sure he never envisioned it being what Lonesome River Band plays or right. what those guys played, you yeah, know? sure. But it has to grow and change, and that's influences make it change. Right. And that's kind of where, where I'm at with it, yeah. you know? And it's, yeah, uh, it's been though. so much fun. Yeah, good. That's it's been cool. so much fun. Yeah. So if, um, if people want to catch up with you and listen to the new CD, find out where you're going to be playing, this, you know, after the first of the yeah. year, Springs Festivals, that kind of thing, what's the best way to get in touch? Well, the best way to get in touch is you can go to my website, which is darrenbeachley.com. Very simple. I'm all over all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Uh, I'm all over all of those. Yeah. Um, also, any digital uh, streaming platform for the music, you can go Spotify, Apple Music. It's all it's all there. I'm all over all that stuff. So awesome. easy to find. And uh, do you have a website? I do, darrenbeachley.com. Yes, sir. All right. Good. 
Well, it's so good to catch up with you, Darren. I I, um, I love your music, and uh, I'm excited about this new project. You know, you, you couldn't yeah. have picked a better group of people to work with on, on all these songs. And so, man, <laughs> it's, you, yeah, it's wouldn't not... it be fun to get them all together on stage with you at one time? <laughs> well, there's going to be a few shows where I'm going to be able to uh, have some of those guys available. You know, I've kind of uh, gotten a verbal commitment from Scott uh, to do some shows and yeah. Kurt and yeah. Clay Hess. And, yeah. you know, here's the thing. You can't go wrong when you got Scott Vestal and Clay Hess or Kurt Vestal on stage with you because you just got to worry about what you do. They're going to bring the mail. Absolutely. You just got to worry about your part. Yeah, and yeah. That's really, to me, what it's all about. Yeah. Being playing with pros and, you know, talking about that, Greg. You know, we talked about, you know, the area that we live in here in Maryland where I live. Um, it's 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 difficult to find people who want to do it at that level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really difficult because you know it, so many people have never done it at that level, mm-hmm. and the ones who have don't want to go back to doing it full time. It's like they're scared to death that you're going to do that. So it's very difficult to find pickers sometimes to do that in the yeah. area. So a lot of times I have to reach outside the area and get guys, which yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, but sure. uh, anyway. Yeah, and I also wanted to say, man, you guys, uh, the stuff you do for the music. Uh, your 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 program and 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 the, and the magazine is amazing. Uh, oh, I read you. it all the time. Thank you, and it's it's, it's invaluable to what we do. Yeah, well, and, I appreciate uh, that. We have fun with yeah, it, absolutely. and uh, we get to oh, meet sure. get to meet people like you, man. And so it's uh, <laughs> you know that makes it fun too. You know, it's it's a uh, yeah. It always it's a great it's a great way for me to find a back door into hanging out with all the cool people. So <laughs> I I, I well, enjoy it. So. Yeah, thank if we're you. ever in the area, just let me know you want to come out, man, and you could just come out and hang out. Hey, love that, that'd be know? awesome, man. Thank you, thank yeah, you. Just hey, let us know, and you come hang out, and we'll catch up, and uh, that's cool. And uh, tell each other some lies and right? some truths, <laughs> and figure out which one's which. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> it, and I uh, wish you the best with it, and, and hopefully we'll cross paths here real soon. All right, Greg. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points.
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 